thank you. He already has overcome us with his presence. I can hardly stand. <laughs> thank you, Father. I just really feel the Lord wants to lift us into a higher place, a place we haven't been before, a place that means a step up or a step in from where you were to, to where you can be. And if you find that hard, he's there to take you by the hand and lead you on and lead you through and lead you up. Father, we just thank you in Jesus' name. It's amazing how much communion that I've got this morning, it's all it's really all been said. <laughs> but I'll go on with it anyway. Um, not this Thursday, but a couple of Thursdays ago, we were looking at our Thursday group, we were looking at being alive, the word being alive to us. So we took the story of the woman at the well, with sorry, the woman with the issue of blood. We spent some time reading it, we read it through a few times and then we sat quietly. Each one of us, I asked to put each one of you in the picture to see what Jesus would say to you. So out of that came a lot of stuff, it was so good. And uh, I asked the ladies at the end, how was that today for you? And Heather jumps up and says, hallelujah, <laughs> we want more. So that was good. So the following week I said, okay, ladies, I want you to look at doors and gates, or both, doors and gates. And the reason I did that was because in when I got saved, I had a vision and it involved a door and a gate, which I won't go into today. So that's what I wanted them to do, look at doors and gates. And the whole reason for this exercise was at the end, we looked at, at um, Revelation 3.20, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. We sat quiet and pictured Jesus at our door. And what did he say to each one of us when we opened the door to let him in? During the week, I thought, seeing as how I'm going to be doing this on Thursday, I better practice it myself during the week. So I, I sat quiet. I sat quiet to picture a door. And I saw a door and it was closed. And around the door was all fire. But I couldn't go through the door. I don't know whether I was too scared to go through the door, whether my feet were stuck to the floor, but I couldn't go through it and I couldn't open it. So when we came together on... The, oh, and while I had that picture, two scriptures came to mind. A refiner's fire, which Zechariah 13.9 speaks about, and Isaiah 48.10, and Hebrews 12.9, our God is a consuming fire. But I wasn't sure whether I wanted to go in through that door with the fire. Thursday... We went through many scriptures on doors and gates and we came to the end and we were to practice being at the door. And because of my experience during the week, I wasn't really expecting any great revelation. So I, I just sat quiet and just waited, not really expecting too much. But this time, the door opened to me and there was a brilliant, bright light behind as I looked inside the door, there was a treasure chest. You know, like the pirate's treasure chest that they have? That was just sitting there and surrounded by this brilliant light. 
and I was so excited. I couldn't, I was like a kid with a, at a Christmas tree with all the presents underneath. I couldn't wait to open it to see what was inside. When I opened the chest, I was astounded at what was inside. It was full of the riches of grace. All different kinds of treasures. A golden goblet representing communion. Pearls representing testimonies of great price. The kingdom of heaven, which is of great price. There was a golden sword being the sword of the spirit. There was a golden tray with the bread on it. And many other treasures all sparkling and glowing with grace. Each piece represented different aspects of the riches of his grace. In the spirit, it seemed like I would never get to the end of what was available and what was there and what was available of his grace to us. In Ephesians 1.7, it says, We have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace. Ephesians 1.3 says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us, or we could say graced us, with every spiritual blessing in the heavenlies in Christ Jesus. God has blessed or graced us with all that we need to live unto him. So what is the grace that you need today? As you take communion, open the door, tell him what grace you need for this moment, this day. It might be healing. It might be peace. You might need a mountain to be, to be removed. It might be to have restored relationships. Whatever grace you need for today, Jesus is offering it to you freely. Hebrews 4.16 says, Come boldly before the throne of grace. And I pictured that in my mind. It's fairly self-explanatory. It's a throne and surrounded by, by grace. And then 2 Corinthians 12.9 says, My grace is sufficient for you. And as I thought about that, I was thinking about that this morning. And what I saw was um, when Queen Esther went in before the king to make a petition before him, he held out the golden scepter before her to say that he was ready and willing to listen and answer her prayer, her request. So as you come and take communion this morning, just see Jesus holding out that golden scepter to you. What do you have need of today? What need do you want met? What healing do you have? Do you need? What relationship do you need restored? There's so many aspects and there were so many scriptures on grace, too many to go through just for communion. So just uh, thank you and just come and take communion when you're ready. So Father, we thank you for the riches of your grace Thank you, Father, for that treasure chest that is full of the riches of your grace. And, Lord, it's open freely for us to dive into and take whatever we need with your loving grace that goes with it.
So, Father, we thank you for today. We thank you that so much has been said about grace already. We bless you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen.